Christine Fiddler in the Seagoss Sun. I am a Plains Cree Nihil from the Treaty 6 Territory of Water and Lake Cree Nation in Northwest Saskatchewan. In this podcast, Emma Ernest speaks about the use of traditional medicines and life ways during her childhood and young adulthood. Emma Ernest is my grandmother. She is originally from the community of Minnesticwan, where she was born. She didn't attend residential school, and there's a story she tells of how she wanted to go to school so badly, and she left with a group of children to start school. Her mother sent her uncle to bring her back from the residential school, and she returned home, so she didn't get the chance to learn English. She did retain a lot of the cultural knowledge and values carried on by my own mother to her children, myself included. My mom went to residential school and did not pass on the Cree language to me. Practicing Indigenous language can be seen as a form of decolonization, mainly because by doing so, we take back our languages and what's inherently ours. Then when we speak with a good feeling, our speaking acts as forms of prayer, aiming to revitalize our endangered languages, culture, and connection to our ancestral land. and translations for the first part of this podcast are a long time ago Kayasmana, traditional herbal medicines Nihio Maskiki, white man's medicine Muniao Maskiki, just like myself Daskutsumania, illnesses Biyaksin, I never got ill Muniya Iniotakasin Mwigwats. My children, Awasisak, I doctored them, Iganiti Hiawa He or she doctored them, Igawia Nitihiwa Hio. The translator for this interview is my auntie Annie Ernest. Tansi, 
πει συνάγω και έχεις πει. Καλάς μάνα μου και εγώ έχω την παγιάτα μου Emma talks about medicine and the health benefits Treaty 6 people get as treaty rights. She says that a long time ago, people did not need doctors when they used traditional medicines. For herself and her children, they hardly got ill. When they did get ill, the traditional medicines healed them. She had 12 children and she did not know of people having diabetes when she was younger or the illnesses we see today. She uses medication for her blood and when she doesn't take them, her hands swell. But most of the time, she does use traditional medicines. Keywords and translations. When I first came here to Waterhen, e Dian Imstam Waterhen, they gave out e Gwimi Tzik. Then it never happened again, it changed. E Gusimwiki Tom Bitusk She taught me be Ikusnamwat. She was still able to do things for herself.
She's saying uh, her medicines, she has all kinds like to use like diabetes, high blood, but she even has cancer medicine that they take, a heart, you know, heart medicine. And uh, that's what she takes. That's why she doesn't ever, you know, barely get sick. And she, she's teaching her how to, you know, and she, she, that medicine helps more than a white medicine. She, I, uh, I kept, uh, this was about a couple, three weeks ago. I know it started about two months ago. I kept getting a bleeding nose. Uh, you know, all of a sudden I'm sitting and then my nose starts bleeding and, and, it, and real fast too. So I have to, and then I went to her and she gave me this medicine that uh, she she told me to make, uh, make small bits and just put it in my nose. So I did that. It Like I had a bleeding nose about two times after that and I haven't had my one year of match, so my was on the theory of 105 pesos. She's saying her, her mom and grandmother, she was never once in a hospital until she got hurt. She broke her right here, and there was nothing that can be done because she was 104. So she stayed in a hospital for two days. She took her out and she kept her. One year, she kept her and then she passed on. But that's through her medicines that kept her, you know, going. Well, she, at 104, she was still chopping her wood and then, But uh, it was icy steps that she slept on and broke her, her hip. Emma moved to Waterhen when she got married to her husband, who was from Waterhen. 
She recalls on Treaty Day they were giving pills to people and taking x-rays. Three times she had her x-ray taken, and it wasn't explained to her why they were doing it. She speaks about traditional medicines and the ways they help for different kinds of ailments. She taught her daughter how to make what she knows how. Emma's mother used these traditional medicines and never had to go into the hospital until she was 104 years old. At this time, she broke her bone. She lived to be 105 years old, her mother, and at that time, she was still doing things for herself. Keywords and translations. This one too, igwa awa, younger siblings, kusimawa. I do not remember, maganiya mui nigiskisin. They are now trying to take that away from us. Igwa, igwa ma minakwi masi mihiawiyahik. The same thing, my God. The woman that makes normal dance got told that was sleepy at 15. They were, they wanted to see what was with that in the Montiani. They wanted to work with the Mars, so she saw her. She's passing on a medicine to her, the oldest, the two oldest. So that way she, she leaves the old. By a Kitaski Noma. こっにあいやいいとちごげアラクリキティスコキギイギタスティマガイスウィピゴンガティコテスコチゴンマガイモタマンウイエマイドロネスキータスキティタンティオミシギシパスティゴンマトスキハンナウエエヤイクスペウエ
I saw the ducks sitting together. Sisi Pakuta He or she was just running. Iati Pimpata. Emma talks about being younger when she would try everything. She would help her dad with chores and learn by watching. She fed horses and learned to shoot ducks when she was younger. When she had two children, she remembers using a shotgun for the first time. She didn't know how to hold it tightly, and when it went off, she watched as her son ran away behind her. She would leave her children with a babysitter and go hunting, trapping, hauling wood, and hauling water. Putting this podcast together is helping me to become more fluent in Cree and to practice speaking. I'm currently taking my PhD in Indigenous History at the University of Saskatchewan. And I'm focusing on traditional medicines and healing and how this has been practiced in the 1900s and hopefully using this knowledge to improve the current health and well-being of people in First Nations in our province. It seems that the greatest learning of the language comes when the language is spoken informally and outside of the school environment. But how does one learn when one wants to learn the language? I would suggest finding opportunities to learn it, practice correct pronunciations, attend ceremonies and events where elders are present, and sit with them and listen. Pre-classes do help, and that's a good start. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you have any questions, you can read 
the descriptions accompanying the audio. Yeah. Uh-huh. 